Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of this dream house, the show that's quite scary and quite all about the house. I guess in this case, it's all about the haunted house. Joining us today from Haunted Cincinnati Tours is Alex Weber. But before we get to Alex, we love giving out our email address, tdhcincy at gmail.com. Once again, tdhcincy. CY at gmail.com where you can win prizes right into us so we can send you prizes. Alex, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So what is Haunted Cincinnati Tours? So we're a uh, local tour company. Uh, we're actually in the process of rebranding into Flying Pig Tours. So instead of just doing Haunted Ghost Tours, we're going to open it up and start doing history tours, true crime tours, photo tours. That should be starting up next spring. And we're hoping that this time uh, next year we'll even have Haunted Bar Crawl and things like that. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I read somewhere where they were going to have more tours, so so that's the new types of tours that you'll be coming out with, it sounds like? Yes. So you and your other members have firsthand experience with Ghost. Yes. So we all have had firsthand experience in one way or other with paranormal activity, uh, kind of to varying degrees, but we are all definitely firm believers in things like that. So tell us a little bit about your experience. So, um, actually, I have lived in haunted houses my entire life, so I really know how to deal with them just because it's the norm around here at this point. Uh, so, personally, I've just had uh, run-ins with, you know, just having to coexist with ghosts, and then I have helped with a lot of overnight investigations that Haunted Cincinnati runs, so I have encountered paranormal activity at other haunted locations as well. So, in other words, it is possible to live with ghosts. Yes, it is. So they're not the worst roommates out there, in other words? No. Okay. Excellent. So what is your season of operations? Like, I understand after Halloween, you don't we don't do a lot of the tours? Yeah. So it kind of is weather-dependent, honestly. We start about mid-March, but if it's warmer at the beginning of the March, we can start earlier. But if it's still cold by the end of March, we might start later. And it's the same for the end of season. So currently, we are planning on running our last tours the first weekend of November. So that our last two tours would be the 6th and 7th. But depending on the weather, we might open it up for another week and possibly even another week after that. Sweet. That's always good to hear. It's going to say more opportunities for our listener to experience Haunted Cincinnati tours. Yes. So now, when are they available? I'm, I'm guessing at night. Yeah. So um, it has to do with when the sun is setting, basically. We run our first tour at about uh, dusk. So we've been running our first tour between 6.30 and 7 on Fridays and Saturdays. During the summertime, we don't run it until 9, obviously. Uh, we have been running two tours a night, though, right now because we have more time. So we do about a 6.30 to 7 and then a 8.30 to 9 tour. So we have two tours that we run per night. So how do our listeners book uh, tickets with you? You have two options. Uh, you can go on TripAdvisor and look up Haunted Cincinnati Tours, 
and books through TripAdvisor, or you can go to our website. But as I said, we're rebranding. So uh, if you go to our website, you will go to flyingpigtours.com, and you can book directly from our website. Can they book a private group tour? Yes, that is possible. Uh, you'll have to email or call us, which our contact information is on the website. If you do that, we will be able to book a private tour for you. So how do you know if a house is haunted? There are kind of different ways. Sometimes you just know. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it goes so far as the people actually seeing stuff. I would say that's pretty atypical, honestly. It's more you start hearing noises, um, like footsteps, things of that nature. Sometimes you hear actual voices. You get phantom smells. Uh, those are all, like, basic ways that without your house is haunted. So, I mean, what are some of the things that you've experienced in a haunted house? So, I have had EVPs, which are electric voice phenomena. When you watch ghost hunting shows, you know, they do recordings. They ask questions. They play it back, and there's voices. So, I have captured those in my own house. I have had, um, <laughs> so, I have a lot of doors that open on their own. In the current house I live in, the door to my bedroom is actually a sliding door, so it can't open on its own under normal circumstances. But sometimes it just opens, and you can just feel that something waltzes right in. And I'm always like, hey, you know, that's really rude. <laughs> this isn't your room. You can't hang out in here. Uh, you can hear footsteps when no one's home upstairs. And you, there's a difference between the floors creaking and footsteps, that type of thing. Uh it, there's a lot of different stuff that I've had, honestly, but the EVPs is always the most convincing because there was no one else there. So why am I hearing words being spoken to me? You know, what should our listeners do if they have a haunted house? Don't panic. That's the first one. Uh, 90% chance that it's not something to worry about and you can live with it. There's, it's a very rare occurrence that there's something that you, that is bad in your house if it's haunted. What types of hauntings are there? So you have four main types uh, in the order of, uh, I guess, severity. You have residual hauntings, intelligent hauntings, poltergeist activity, and demonic activity. Oh, my. So there's actually something worse than a poltergeist. <laughs> yes, there is. That sounds scary. So. What is a residual haunting? That is essentially energy that got caught on a loop. So it is something that does not know you're there. It's uh, things like footsteps. Uh, a lot of the time when people see apparitions that do not interact with them and they appear to like go through walls or they suddenly ascend and there's no steps there, that's usually because that is a person or sometimes animal, actually, occasionally, that has done that same activity over and over and over and over again. That after they died or stopped doing that activity, their energy just got stuck in this loop. And so if the house, uh, even if it's not the original building, but you see ghosts walking through walls or ascending steps that aren't there, in the original layout of the building, there possibly was a doorway or steps there, and so the energy is just stuck. Granted, that's that's also that's if they're not interacting with you at all. Uh, and like I said, footsteps, sometimes certain sounds, 
Uh, so one of the spots on our tour used to be a pool hall, and people in that building will hear balls clinking sometimes because there was it was a pool hall for years. And uh, sometimes smells can also be energy that is just stuck on a loop. And it's nothing you have to worry about at all. It's nothing bad. It's just energy that's there, and you just kind of have to live with it, honestly. Uh, depending on the place, sometimes it goes away eventually. Uh, activity tends to come in waves when it comes to residual and intelligent hauntings. So how does the energy get imprinted? It's most, so it's kind of like conservation of energy. It can't be created or destroyed. So when energy suddenly stops, it just gets stuck there, I suppose, is the most scientific way I can explain it. Although I'm sure uh, someone with a little more scientific background could explain it better than that. But if it happens so often, so many times a day, for so many days, eventually the energy is just used to that happening. You know, um, that's why for a lot of people, they'll say, oh, uh, my grandpa used to sit outside every day at 7 a.m. and drink coffee for 40 years. And the other day I saw him sitting outside drinking coffee at 7 a.m. Well, he did that for 40 years. Same time, same thing every day. It just got stuck there eventually. He's not actually there. It's just energy left over from that. Switching back to a lighter topic. Uh, the Buried Secrets Tour. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so that is our most popular tour. It's uh, It takes place, so we start in Washington Park, and it's kind of a little tour of OTR. It's only a few blocks, so we're not going super far or anything. We stay near the Washington Park area, and we just uh, walk to a few locations, and we tell a story uh, about that place. It's usually... Uh, mildly historical and then we talk about the hauntings that occur at that place i do want to tell you because some people do not uh they don't read so they don't see this we do not go into any haunted locations on this tour all of the places that we take you to are private property so you cannot go inside of them uh you would have to go on one of our overnight investigations in order to go into an actual haunted property which we run those throughout the year and you can book those on our website um so buried secrets entirely outdoors so wear appropriate clothing if it's cold or hot or rainy we do run it rain or shine unless there is severe weather so how long is the tour between two and two and a half hours, it, I'm going to be honest, depends on who's running it because <laughs> some people talk fast, some people talk slow, and it also depends on how much guests want to engage with us. If they want to ask us a lot of questions or if we have a lot of, you know, side chatter that we're just joking around with, it falls on the longer end. But I would probably bet two to two fifteen. Tell us uh, about the new, uh, the name of the new website, where we go to get the tickets, all that good stuff. All right. So, Flying Pig Tours, just spelled exactly like flyingpigtours.com, is our new website. Uh, the homepage will show you our Buried Secrets Tour as well as what our other tours will be. You can click on the links to the other tours, but you can't book tickets because they're not up and running yet. If you click on the Buried Secrets Tour or at the top, it says Ghosts, and then you can hit Tours. Um, 
it will have a book here button. You click on that and it'll take you to our Fair Harbor website. So it will take you to a separate website, but don't worry, it's supposed to be doing that. Fair Harbor is our ticket booking website and it will allow you to look through the different dates we have and see the number of available tickets. So currently our groups are capped at 10 due to COVID restrictions. Um, if you have one, so if we only have one ticket left and you have one other person on your team, we can always open up an extra ticket so that we can have 11 people. We don't mind pushing it to 11 or 12, but we generally don't go past that. We do have a few tickets left for the first week of November, but we are booked up for this week, unfortunately. Darn. But that's good to hear that there are some opportunities in November, and depending on how the weather goes, it might even extend out further. So it's definitely worth it to check that website out and to see what options are available. Yes. Awesome. And then worst case scenario, if they're not able to do it this year, uh, starting back up in March of 2021, you'll have that tour plus maybe other tours. Yes, we should have all of those up and running. Um, and I, I will say we we do run the Buried Secrets tour the whole season. We don't, don't only do it during spooky season or anything. So if you're maybe worried about October and spookiness being too much for you, you can do it in April if you want, and it's fine. That's awesome. Thank you for joining us today, Alex. Yeah, thank you for having me. Joining us today from Artful Metal Works is Damon Gabriel. Damon, thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on this morning. Hey, we're excited about hear, hearing about Artful Metal Works. So who is it or what is it? You know, that is, uh, I love that question. So Artful Metal Works is a part of um, a home brand my wife and I started a couple years ago called Artful Provisions, right? And um, Artful Metal Works is the, you know, metal art, metal decor kind of wing of the brand. It ties into this, you know, larger, again, home and home decor brand that my wife and I um, started a couple years ago. And uh, so, you know, we make heirloom quality metal art. Um, we've got a couple different processes and procedures I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit that kind of makes ourselves stand out a little bit differently from things you'd see in the industry. And, uh, you know, it's it's me and my right-hand man, Scott Schrader, you know, who have kind of uh, <clears throat> figured or, you know, we, we had this idea for metal art, and then the way we kind of started doing things and have become Artful Metalworks was kind of something we – you know, figured out as we went along and how we were going to create our art and what it was going to be and, and all these kinds of things. So it's kind of like this, you know, it's Scott and I, the two guys, and then it's also kind of this idea of, you know, heirloom quality metal arts, things that can be accessible for anybody, but are also like a cut above in quality and, you know, like long lifetime lasting art, things that get passed down through a family. So that's a little bit about who we are and what we do. That is awesome. Yeah, I was going to say our listeners are always writing in, telling us that they're interested in uh, ways of decorating their house, ways of having family heirlooms that they're able to pass down from generation to generation. Because, of course, they're like, oh, well, my grandparents had this really great thing, but I don't really have anything that I can pass on and have my legacy. So it sounds like with Artful Metalworks, it's a way to have your own legacy. 
A hundred percent, you know, and it's, um, we obviously make things that are like what I would consider to be like our stock art, if you will, um, things that we're designing and that are readily available. All these things are still heirloom quality, but you know, what you're really talking about too kind of opens up our whole like custom shop and the abilities and the hands-on experience that we get in something that's a true custom build from the ground up for somebody. And like you're saying, I mean, if that is something that some a customer brings to us that we're creating, that's only one of those in the entire world, you know, that definitely fits the mark for something somebody could pass on for generations to come. That is awesome. I love American-owned and operated businesses. But on top of that, with you, it is a veteran-run business. Tell us about that, being a veteran-run business. Yeah, you know, it's um, that is a that is a great honor and privilege. Um, you know, to be able to be a veteran-owned and run business. Um, you know, I served in the United States Marine Corps from 2008 to 2012. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to reenlist with some injuries I sustained in Afghanistan. But, you know, it never slowed me down. I've been blessed both in the Marine Corps and outside of the Marine Corps, um, you know, just very taken care of. And um, at my previous job, I worked for a company that is actually a home company, too, specifically with the outside of the house that's called Power Home Remodeling. And um, one of my dearest friends and colleagues I worked with there actually started something called the Vet- Powers, Vet- Power Veteran Initiative, pardon me, the PVI. And, you know, in helping him kind of stand that up and really truly seeing, like, not only giving back to veterans because of the sacrifices that they made for this country, but then also seeing, like, how vital a veteran leader can be as an employee and manager and leader inside of a business and seeing kind of the difference that you get in a veteran and what they can do for business. You know, it kind of is this thing where, like, it's great to say thank you and give an opportunity to a veteran, but then it's even better to utilize a veteran, you know, as a wise and smart business decision to utilize, you know, the leadership traits that they have been ingrained in them through their time in the service. And so being able to step out on my own now um, and create something of my own and providing opportunity for my family, but then also growing a business and being able to look at other veterans to hire on, you know, is quite, um, like I said, it's quite a privilege and an honor, but it's also something that I view as, as like a responsibility, so to speak, you know. And it's one thing to protect our nation overseas, you know, in a combat zone, but then we also need to give back to our country here at home, you know, our economy, the American economy. We need people working. We need job creation. We need to be spending money, all these things. So then to go and fight in a war for America and then come home and be able to open a business and contribute that way to the American dream and protection is quite um, a humbling thing. And I'm honored to do it. With this metal being so sturdy, it's probably very difficult to cut. How do you cut it? Great question. You know, metal sturdiness. This is something that we talk about a lot that differentiates ourselves, too, from people um, in the industry. So to answer the question directly how we cut it, there are a lot of people who do this. Um, We use a plasma cutter to cut our metal, right? And so you can cut metal with plasma. Um, Laser is becoming a really big thing. It's very expensive, but it's an incredibly great product to use to cut metal with. Now, you could also use water jet if you wanted to, and there's other ways that you can do it. But we use plasma um, to cut the metal. Um, We've been using um, Lincoln Electric products. They've been really, really great for us. 
Um, but yeah, that's how we cut the metal. And then as far as the sturdiness of the metal goes, like I was saying, how we differentiate ourselves is we use 12 gauge cold rolled steel on everything that we make. Um, sometimes it feels like a little bit overkill, you know, and some, some customers want thinner gauged metal that's lighter, you know, and those things can also be more affordable, you know, it's less expensive material and all those things. But, um, you know, for us, we really kind of pride ourselves on using that heavier gauge, thicker metal. And that's part of the reason why the quality of our product can be heirloom, you know, heirloom quality, because it can pass down. It's sturdier. It's thicker. It'll last a lot longer, not to mention how we're sealing it and protecting it. But, you know, it comes in one gauge above an eighth inch, so it's pretty, pretty thick. And if you're getting a piece from us that might be five, six, seven feet wide, you know, we might be pushing 70, 80 pounds on the total weight on that piece. Wow. But rest yeah. assured, it's never going anywhere. Before we let you go, where on social media, where on the web, where can they find out more about Artful Metal Works? Excellent question. Um, and I appreciate you asking it. There's a couple ways you can find us. So the major social media is Facebook and Instagram. If you just look us up at Artful Metal Works, and Works is spelled W O R X. You can find us that way. Um, if you type in Artful Metalworks to Google, you can find us, but the website is artfulmetalworks.com. You can also search metalart.com, and that'll bring you to our website. That's a really easy one for everybody to remember. Um, and then last but certainly not least is Etsy, which is a great place. Our Etsy presence is very large, so if you just go to Etsy and um, type in Artful Metalworks, you'll find us, or the URL itself is etsy.com backslash shop backslash artful metalworks will take you directly to the page if you'd like to search it that way sounds great damon we've enjoyed having you on the show today hey thank you so much i appreciate the opportunity and uh, y'all have a wonderful day thank you again welcome appliance factory of mattress kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters save 30 to 60 percent every day on everything from lg and ge to KitchenAid and samsung if you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses stop at any one of appliance factory of mattress kingdom locations plus mattress kingdom inside appliance factory has largest tempur-pedic stearns and foster and sealy selection visit appliancefactory.com <laughs> At this dream house, we want to hear from the experts. This month, we are focusing on appliances, so today we have Josh Spicer from Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom here to talk about the appliance industry in a new segment called Talk with the Experts. Josh, thank you for joining us today. James, thanks for having me on again. Why is it so hard nowadays to find stock on appliances? Um, you know, with going through COVID, um, a lot of the manufacturers were hit really hard. Um, you know, uh, they had to practice uh, social distancing, um, which really limited the amount of workers that they could have in the factory. Um, and then also, unfortunately, like everything else, everyone else out there, they did have some COVID cases that came through, which also shut down some factories. Um, there's been challenges in supply lines because online sales had skyrocketed so much. Um, 
And then also with uh, a couple of the natural disasters that we've seen this year uh, made it a challenge as some of the uh, manufacturing plants were shut down because of that. So it's really put manufacturing back, honestly, anywhere from four to six months right now. So it's a challenge, um, but most of the manufacturers are back up and running. Um, they're trying, they're doing everything in their power to get back to full capacity, get those appliances out to everyone. But it really has put a ripple in the uh, market. So it sounds like it's a wide variety of things. Yes, sir. Um, and, and they're really focusing on getting those high-volume pieces out. So your refrigeration, um, your ranges, um, that's really their focus. And you've seen a lot of uh, manufacturers out there kind of slim down their choices right now so that they could have a finite focus on those very, very important high-velocity models. So, so for example, uh, stainless steel is the most popular by a wide margin. I mean, probably nine out of 10 pieces that are sold are stainless steel. So you're more likely to get a stainless steel sooner than you would, say, a black or a white or a bisque or any of those other types, I would think. Yeah, exactly. So the stainless steels are what we're getting in first. But the really nice thing about it is, so let me back up. So if you're looking for something right now, stainless is really that place that you want to go. But if you're not, if you're in the middle of a remodel or you're looking at finishing up a remodel at the end of the year, maybe the beginning of next year, you can still come in and place those other ones on order, whether it be black or white or the really pretty black stainless um, slate. You can get all those in order. Uh, on order right now, um, and we actually recommend for folks to do that. That way, when those orders start coming through, you're at the front of the pack. Excellent. So you mentioned earlier about the supply chain having issues. It sounds like the way to get ahead of that is to order sooner than later. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people want to kind of wait for those products to get in stock, um, but there's so many orders out there right now that once they start producing those and sending out those um, not quite as high-velocity items, those kind of one-off items, specialty items, um, so many people have orders on them right now. Those will be the folks that get fulfilled first before they start filling their warehouses back up um, to have those readily available or at least have that much smaller window which people are used to so right now is really the time to buy even if you need something tomorrow or you need something down the road you want to get your name out there and and get your name on a piece coming in for you so who has appliances in stock we are still seeing good stock from all of our vendors on those high velocity pieces um we're actually about to uh roll out um our ad for November. Um, we're actually going to have uh, Frigidaire Gallery packages. Um, we do have a GE package in stock right now. Folks are looking for packages. Um, we're going to have a four-piece high-air package, which is actually the owner of GE Appliances. Um, so we still have a very good mix of those, those brands that are out there on the market for customers to choose from. What about the big box stores? Do they have appliances in stock? What you're seeing from the big box stores are they have a few choice models in stock. Um, 
But they don't have, they didn't make the huge buys like uh, we did early on to get our name on those appliances. Um, and they don't move as quickly. Um, we have a really, really good relationship with our vendors. Um, so we can go to them, and instead of saying, hey, these are the models that we normally order, we can say, you know what, what do you have in stock that we can offer our customers? Or big boxes, they really have kind of order sheets that they go off of, and if they will have those products in stock, it's a much much harder challenge for those locations. Um, so they're definitely having a bigger challenge on getting pieces in stock. And really where they're struggling at is anything that's not in stock. If a customer has to order it and they have to maintain that order, watch that order, set it for delivery when it comes in, that's really not something that big boxes are used to. Um, Where we, um, you know, you come in, you have a sales associate, you buy from that sales associate. They own that all the way through, so they can manage your piece. When it comes in, they can make sure to get that piece out to you, call you, let you know availability for delivery. Um, so they're really seeing a lot of challenges right now in the market. Before we let you go, Josh, where on social media, where on the web, where can they find out more about Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom? Um, so you can go to Facebook and look up all of our individual stores. Um, you can go on Google and check our stores out. Like I said, we have about an average 4.7% uh, or 4.7 rating on Google. Um, then you can also go to appliancefactory.com, uh, look at all the items that we have. Um, what I recommend, too, is when people go to appliancefactory.com, if you go to the very top, it says Rebate Center, you can see all the amazing rebates that the manufacturers are running right now. Um, and then you can also, excuse me, follow us on Instagram. We have Instagram that you can go check out that kind of gives us uh, an inside view of what we do. Um, and then we also have uh, amazing informational videos on YouTube. Uh, you can go see our chef, Mark, who is based out of Denver, uh, give um, uh, cooking seminars. Um, we do some tech seminars, so if something's wrong with a washer or dryer, we kind of walk people through how to diagnose it, um, and we give product insight on there. So really great place to go check us out. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us, Josh. Thank you for having me on again. I really love coming on and talking to you, James. Thank you for tuning into the show, Ohio. Please join us again next Saturday morning.